welcome to the Empty Arena Podcast. I am sitting alongside John and Nick, and we are ready to discuss Money in the Bank, the upcoming Double or Nothing pay-per-view, the AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view, and discuss some of the interesting tidbits from Raw and SmackDown, specifically the 24-7 title. So guys, how you both doing this evening? Doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I, I feel fucking refreshed after that week off. I'm not stumbling over my words. My mind is clear. My yeah. mind is clear. It's great. I clearly do not have the same luxury as you guys. I'm stumbling over my words. I think it was worth taking off one week. You know, we, we have we have lives. We have to rest at some point. And there's only so many uh, Ricochet Bobby Roode matches I can review. <laughs> I guess we're not so wicked after all. Because we needed rest. Yeah. So. Well, otherwise we'd be doing this thing 24-7. Tw- ah, good. Yeah, yeah, you like that good segue. Good segue. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, for those of you who have not watched, uh, there was a new title uh, that was uh, introduced on Monday Night Raw from McFoley. Yes. And everyone almost lost their fucking minds when they thought it was going to be the hardcore title. Yes, the yeah, it was the PG version of the hardcore yes. title, the twenty four seven title, which is still cool. I heard a rumor that it was going to be a belt dedicated to the legends. It was going to be like a legends title where it was going to be introduced at the Saudi pay per view, and it was going to be between Goldberg and Taker. I was like, wait a second, that just d- didn't make any sense. It was just like classic dirt sheet diarrhea that <laughs> you just had to laugh at, you know. <laughs> So instead of the 24-7 belt, they should have been called the 365 belt because they only defend it once a year, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> the one belt. It's one day of the year that's defended. Somebody actually posted a meme on the internet, on the internets. The uh, webs. The webs. That it looked like a gold record. Did you see this? <laughs> I it, saw it. It, was a, it was a gold record of Hound Dog. Hmm. It, oh, it yeah. Was a, Gold record with green velvet around it, and it looks like a twenty four seven title. It, I honestly, I didn't know I, when it when I saw the green color, I thought, oh, this is like a Saudi specific, because I remember the like the, the the crown jewel like World Cup was green, and like the the colors are always like green, purple, orange, like these these uh, very strong colors. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like uh, like what Nick said. A, I thought it was I thought it was going to be a legends belt. But when Mick Foley was introducing it, no, uh, I said this is definitely a hardcore situation. But I feel bad though; he didn't—he got a cheap pop. But other than that, like he was getting booed and, oh, and like, oh my god, like no reaction or it was ridiculous. Yeah, like, I, I feel bad because I don't—I I don't think the boos were directed towards him. I just—I think the audience was just so like, oh, this is like stupid. But you know what? This is something that if they play it right, if if they do it a certain way. I think it could be fun. It does add a different kind of element to the show. I mean, just al- just alone on Monday night, the title already changed hands twice, I believe. Well, it went to Titus O'Neil, then it went to Bobby Roode, Three and times. then R-Truth. Right. So. And now R-Truth took it hostage, and he made a video uh, a couple of days ago, or I don't know how recent it was, but he's in the woods, and he's talking about holding the European title. That's hysterical. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a perfect title for somebody that maybe needs the... the you know, the, the the rub and, like, the lower card, the rub. I don't know. I hate using that phrase. <laughs> you just said rub and lower. Using the... Too close oh, to each other. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to say the rub and the lower thigh, but... Uh, yeah, rubbing lower thigh. We, uh, I... But I digress. I have high hopes. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm having high hopes. I hope they use this title well. I think so. I, I think they're going to use it for a lot of mid-card guys. Yep. Because there's way too many people 
I exactly on the roster right now, and I, I think this is a perfect opportunity for them to become a quote unquote title holder. You know, I for, you know, even for like a minute. It'll go to the women at some point. Oh, absolutely. It has to. It'll yeah. probably go to like Nia Jax, and then it'll go. You know, from Nia Jax, it will go to uh, maybe Leo Rush if he's still with the company. Are you <laughs> are, are you are you saying that he's a woman, or are you saying that it's going to go between women to men? I think it's going to go women to men. Okay, because I yeah. assumed that you meant that Leo. Who knows? Was maybe a maybe Kurt Angle will win the title. This is going to be bizarre. I hope it. Yeah, I hope it it's. Uh, I hope it actually does well, but. Just to backtrack slightly, Money in the Bank. Speaking of an interesting, interesting evening, it was uh, the Thrones fans versus WWE fans. I think they all agreed on one thing that they both had dud endings. They both had dud endings, <laughs> and writers I didn't know what they were doing. Nope. Yeah, dud ending. Although, as a pay per view overall, Money in the Bank, I, I think that it was. Overall, I thought it was solid. fun. I thought it was fun. I, I mean, we've seen worse. We've seen worse, but. Something unrelated to the pay-per-view itself, uh, I watched it alongside Nick and Chris, and we were trying to figure out how to use the network on a laptop from maybe 2006, <laughs> and we, we got Who, it working. Whose laptop are you using? Was oh, it Chris? we were using Chris's laptop. Of course. Yeah. His, I, his, his Lenovo. His technology hasn't been updated since N64, so. Mm. Yeah, so we, we had to use N64-like technology <laughs> to get that... Uh, but we got it though. We got it though. And, and, and Chris, why is this eight bit? <laughs> nah, I have no idea. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Chris just got a color TV, so uh, no. But uh, otherwise, I thought it was a it was a fun show. Actually, he has two. It was he has yeah. two color TVs. <laughs> it was a fun show. It was a it was a fun show. The women's, uh, I, I it was a smart move to let Bailey win. I thought I, I thought any of the women deserved uh, to win. So Be- Becky two belts is now Becky single belt. Yes. Right. Becky single belt. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. So Bailey won the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. She won it at the start of the night. And then uh, about an hour or so after that, we had Becky against Lacey Evans in a pretty solid match. I think Lacey looked good. I mean, she Lacey did very good for her first good in defeat. Too. And she felt, felt like she's been there for a while. I mean, I think she's a little older. Uh, maybe that gives her a little more... Uh, you know that maybe that experience helps her in the ring, but she seemed to be comfortable. Uh, and then we had Charlotte going over on Becky as the second match for the SmackDown Women's Title. Yeah, they did it in a way to really try to protect Becky as much as possible. They put that match right after, and then they, with outside interference, made Lacey cost Becky the match. And then right after that, as we saw, would you guys have wanted to see? Becky hold the two belts for a little bit longer. Yeah, I, they just I, came out with a shirt. They just yeah. came out with merchandise. I would think they were trying to, you know, bank on it. No pun intended, for uh, a little bit longer. I, I, I think they should have kept it until SummerSlam at least. Um, I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I mean, I, then again, it is a good twist to have it before SummerSlam. She loses the belts. Nobody expects that. I think if you really wanted to give somebody a big push, who I. From what I understand, I think we've mentioned this on previous episodes, that Lacey Evans was someone that, that they have been looking at for a while as someone that they really wanted to push. Give Lacey one of the belts at SummerSlam. That's what I would have done. And Change it up. Yeah. I mean, we have to also think, I guess, you know, it, it is a little risky to have, uh, you know, your champion wrestle two matches 
every pay-per-view right for the next they would have to do something months. i don't know how they would arrange it yeah but she she got you know she got the cred you know from april through may you know about a month and a half of, of her being becky two belts and yeah they i think they got what they wanted out of it which was ultimately with with ronda taking time off after mania having becky be the one to carry the mantle on the flagship show which now appears to be what the case is becky's is walking around with the raw title so they established that while on SmackDown, you have, you know, Charlotte and, and you know Bailey to you know go at it amongst you know the other women that are yep. there. So they have their own thing that they could work on, and and it's they're kind of separate again. So it seems to the women's division, I think, still has a little bit more logic. It, it seems that it's it's you know geared to be you know something that progresses a little bit more logically i think than what we see with with the men's side i i think mm-hmm. no i i would agree it's but predictable but you see, kind of see what where it's going a little how about the third women's match the bailey against charlotte for the smackdown women's championship because bailey cashed in her money in the bank that's right that's right cash in money in the bank pads charlotte's stats to get the quick uh, additional title reign in so she's got the ninth reign so yeah <laughs> And now Bailey is your SmackDown Women's Championship champion. I'm happy for her because I think we all knew that you know her winning the tag belts with Sasha was like wow that's really cool you know Bailey and Sasha getting some some cred and some recognition, but now with Sasha on hiatus for you know however long or what the deal is, it, it's nice that they didn't put Bailey in the doghouse that they actually gave her you know a, a little nod to say hey you know you're toughing it out you know you're you're sticking through you know you're dedicated she hasn't been champ in a while and yeah. you know she lost a lot of her edge she's got to get her stock back up so this is a good thing for her mm-hmm. now what about the men's uh men in the bank match money in the bank match wow men the- i'm stumbling over my words now do we, have, Thanks, guys. do we have anything else within the show to uh i mean i mean i mean rollins and aj had an awesome match as expected you know rollins went over and and um you know i'm hoping that they bring more out of that Again, it's tough when you have two guys as faces, so I, I don't know if maybe they'll turn AJ heel or what the case will be, but again, it's it's hard without a story behind it. It's just like when Styles and Nakamura had their match at Mania two years ago. It was good, but when Nakamura turned heel, then the matches actually started to mean something. There was story behind them, and that's what made them better. I don't know if they're going to do the same thing with this, but again, same thing. You know, Great match, but... My heart wasn't in it as much as I would have liked it to be. Okay. Um, can, uh, the, the, the only other match that I want to point out is a steel cage match between with, uh, Shane O'Mara and the Miz. The Miz and Shane. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it was decent. It was okay. Yeah. My yeah, just my, my only gripe was now Shane's completely done with the Miz, and he's you know, mentioned in a raw that he's done, and him and McIntyre have had a beatdown on on the Miz. I just don't like where it's going. I feel like they're really, you know, they're they're hurting, you know, by 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 having them. When I say them, I'm referring to Roman Reigns and the Miz. These two guys that are super over, they they better be careful with how they book them. I also just don't know why you just kind of sound like Christopher Walken in my head. These guys, they These guys. they went in over the heads. <laughs> that was an awful Christopher Walken Roman impression. Reigns. Um, but uh, but I have not seen a steel cage match in a very long time. It's yeah, it, it, it's sporadic. Yeah, it's not as, and, not and as this often. was a this was a fresh match that you don't see often. 
True. Right. So it was nice to see a steel cage match uh, as a stipulation. No, I completely agree. I mean, cage matches used to be more frequent than yeah. they are now, I feel like. Um, the only other thing I did want to talk about, and this kind of parlays into Raw and SmackDown, given the uh, circumstances that are surrounding it, is Brock Lesnar having the Money in the Bank briefcase, yes, which I know uh... was a big controversial point. All I just, all I could say from where I'm sitting on this is that I do like the unpredictability and the fact that he could cash in on either guy. You know, it's not like something where, you know, he's going to take the belt off of Rollins right away and it's going to be like, oh, you know, the whole thing was a waste. Um, he could cash in on Kofi, whoever wins the WWE title, you know, at, at that point. I mean, they could go different ways with it. I would like to see him go more towards SmackDown because I think it would be something different because he's never been on SmackDown in, in a long, long time. So, um, But does SmackDown really need Brock? Fox maybe wants him. That's why. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's all I could say on that. The the match itself. And that's all I have to say about that. The match, the Money in the Bank ladder match, ladder match was great. It was a good match. Had a lot of good spots. It was very formulaic mm-hmm. in that the spots were very break this uh, ladder, break that ladder. What would you say it was fucking great? It's <laughs> it was really gr- it was really great. Fantastic. Uh, fantastic. So, my, my again my my biggest issue, and I hate being one of those people who's you know I I don't want to be considered a smart mark, but. Seeing Lesnar at the top of the hey don't don't ladder. don't don't publish or uh, or or promote other podcasts because that's <laughs> that's the name of another podcast I believe. Oh, you're doing it right now. <laughs> um, no, just just seeing seeing uh, Lesnar at the top of the ladder with the other guys. I know I know that the the goal is to get him over as a heel, but what are you doing? Like. Wh- they have an opportunity, and sorry, this is this. My point of view does not reflect the overall view of Empty Arena podcast. <laughs> but you have an opportunity to make Almas a star, Balor a star, uh, Corbin a star. You know, yeah. these got Almas could have won it and held it for an entire year and cashed in like the next night when he could have been a star on Fox. But now, like, you know, and. and Nick and I were talking about this on the way on on the way home. Think about the last male Money in the Bank winner that actually had like career progression after they won the briefcase. The only person I can think of is Seth Rollins. He was the last big one. Yeah, like he was Mister Money in the, and think about everyone before you. You remember when Edge was Mister Money in the Bank when. CM Punk. Uh, what about CM Punk? What about Braun Strowman? Nothing really happened with him. Like his he, career progressed a little bit, but it he didn't. didn't he he's I mean, he hit a ceiling by that point. They it didn't do anything for him. I think. And he lost his. He you know he. I feel like they they thought he was too over, or they they thought he was over enough where he didn't need the title. That's his. That was his curse. There's a meme. Of oh, no. of Brock Lesnar sitting on top of the ladder with the Money in the Bank briefcase. And this meme has a picture of him like that, with the Pornhub logo, and it says "Beast brutally fucks seven men at once." <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> true. Wonderful. <laughs> you can tell everyone's reaction was legitimate. I heard that everyone knew there was going to be a surprise entrant that was going to push 
uh, Ali over, you know, over the ladder or push him off the ladder. Nobody knew it, was, it would be Lesnar, and everyone had something to say about it. And you can even see, or and Orton doesn't hold back his reactions. There's a there's a gif of him rolling his eyes when he, you know, after the camera pans over to you know look at Lesnar, you see, you know, Orton just being Orton and like shaking his head and rolling his eyes, like Jesus. Of course, they're gonna give him the money in the bank briefcase. It's a, it's, it's a desperate grab to get ratings, and well, I mean it's. Apparently it worked because ratings boosted on on, on Raw the next night. Uh, who knows? I mean, if I mean they're going to sustain it. Brock came out in hour three on Raw uh, and taunted both Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins in the middle in the middle of the ring at the last moment, wondering if we, he was going to cash in. He did not. So I, I think that kind of did. Boost ratings a little bit. They, yeah, they, they did the whole oh, wait till the end of the show. I mean, yeah. you, you know that you, you knew he wasn't going to cash in that night. Once once they said, "I'm going to wait till the end of the night to make my decision," you know that's not going to be the the end of the night. Yeah, I thought it was a good promo between Rollins and Kofi at the, at the top of the show. I was I was able to to watch that um, in its entirety, but I. I don't know. Just seeing Brock with with the Money in the Bank briefcase, it just it just bothers me. And I guess that's that's the goal, but it bothers me in a way where it's just I feel defeated. Not like oh, Lesnar's such a heel, and Lesnar's not a good heel because he's a good athlete and he can destroy someone. That doesn't make you a heel. He has yeah, to but cheat I, to win. I, I can never I, I can never picture him as a face. He's not a true face just because he acts like a dick, and he yeah. has Heyman who does well, his. Dirty, yeah, you know, talk, but but he doesn't cheat to win. He doesn't roll up. He he destroys his opponent. He lies. He cheats. Yeah. He steals. He lies. Cheats. Steals. He throws the occasional cheap shot sometimes, but still, to your point though, he 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 can't come off as a legit sneaky kind of heel that gets. It would be so dumb. Like what? Why are you doing that? He's too. <laughs> he's, he's he's just a monster. He's just too dominant. So, um, I just. Uh, I think it's just one of those things where, like you said, Andrew, it's not so much you're hating him because, you know, he's a heel. It's just we, we've seen this for the last five years now, I think. It seems just like, you know, he's been, you know, in the main event picture. And, and it's so ironic because you have people that for years were riding John Cena for the fact that he was, quote unquote, burying other people and young talent for not letting them get ahead. And the same thing is happening now with Lesnar. Uh, so I, I I just, like you, Andrew, I wanted to see somebody else take the mantle and, and have the briefcase and make themselves a star. They had an opportunity to do that, and, and they didn't take advantage of it at this event. They blew it, I think. Well, when I say blow it, I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing. I think they could rebound it if they do it the right way, but this is WWE. It's like sometimes they take one step forward and three steps backward. I'd say no. We love we love WWE. I love it. We're love wrestling it. fans, but so we care so much about it. <laughs> but you know, sometimes it's just it's it's just hard to watch because it's like you know now it's like it's ridiculous now. You know, it's like what it's is it going to say? <laughs> it is. I'm going to say it's stale. As much as I love WWE, the product has gotten very stale over the last couple years. Um, there's oversaturation with the roster, um, and there's really no pushing of anybody really nothing the that, same five guys that are you know on the top that, like grabs you it, like that it says that you have to watch this yeah. you know i mean think about this is why we need the attitude era back 
the Attitude Era. That's why we're... My, well, we may not be getting competition right now, but we are getting somebody else with a TV deal, which true. is why AEW but, comes in the picture. Yeah. Right. Before we jump to that, I did have one other point to make about uh, Raw and SmackDown. I know not too much had happened, but I do want to point out some things that I saw. Ricochet and Cesaro was an awesome match. Uh, Cesaro did a flip off of Cesaro. Ricochet did a flip off of Cesaro's, Cesaro's shoulders. shoulders. That was awesome. Yeah. Insanity. Well, insanity. No, uh, not them. Not not the tag team. Not, not the <laughs> defunct tag team. And on on SmackDown, you had uh, you had Ziggler returning to just put the beat down on Kofi Kingston. I like the setup. I my, like that too. My I, it's a it's a great. We know that Ziggler is going to lose. I mean that that's a, like a foregone conclusion. But right. he's a good, well. We don't know. He's uh, they'll be fighting at um, Crown Jewel. No what? super super show super showdown super showdown. Yeah. Yeah, just recycling an Australian pay-per-view name. For yep. <laughs> I guess they don't want people to know that's in Saudi Arabia. Right. <laughs> I, I like, I really think this is cool because this is like a full circle sort of situation where you have two guys after 10 plus years in the company, you know, one's got the WWE belt, the other one had multi- a couple of world title reigns. I think Ziggler just had it once after he cashed in. I don't think he had yes. multiple. I think he just had that one reign. Mm-hmm. But he did have a taste of, of you know the big time for a little bit. But that's a great story that's building itself right there. You know, you have two right. guys that have been around for so long. It's like, you know, you know, ha, ha, how come you get ahead, you know, while I've been toiling away? You know, it's, it's such an great. easy story to tell. It it's works so well. They easy, could... efficient story. Yep. I think that'll be a good match. And that's coming up at the uh, Super Showdown, as, as John said. And I think that one of the bigger matches that's coming out of that is Goldberg against Taker. Uh, yep. Don't know how that's going to go. Uh, well, that we know, it could be a fucking great match. Who knows? Yeah. Because the, the last pay-per-view in, uh, in Saudi Arabia, uh, the one that featured Taker and Kane versus DX, I thought that was an awesome match. Awesome nostalgia trip. Yeah. We'll see if it. So maybe if, this is a good nostalgia this, trip as well. Uh, if if this meets the demand of the of the savage marks. <laughs> so that was Money in the Bank and the Raw and SmackDown afterwards. But now I think we can kind of shift gears to a brand new wrestling promotion and start a conversation about that. And it's called World Championship Wrestling. <laughs> nope, All Elite Wrestling. Uh, for those of you who have been listening to our show for the last 36 or 37 episodes, we lost count. Um, we have brought them up a couple of times. Yeah, we've brought them up a few times here um, and there. Here and there, and really didn't give a good background on them um, Well, based off of what we knew. Yeah, I, th- I think this is going to be a good chance for, you know, for us here at, at Empty Arena and for all of our fans. You know, we're going to learn this you know new wrestling promotion together i think it'll be i think it'll be fun uh, you know a uh, change of pace for the show here and there is this going to be like a firefly funhouse type thing because <laughs> i feel like this is the way this is going right now change my gimmick we're smiling <laughs> meter we're smiling do you want to know who this is just let me in <laughs> This should be interesting because yes. I think what will happen is, I mean, way, the way I'm looking at it, speaking for myself, is that I'm, I'm approaching this with a completely clean, blank slate of mind. I'm not even bothering going back and looking up every single name of, of every single person that's right. going to be on this double or nothing pay-per-view. I want to just see 
from my own two eyes and ears what it's like, you know, what these people, what these guys and girls put on as far as a show. Although, although there are a few familiar faces that we will there certainly know are. Uh, that moved from World Wrestling Entertainment as well as other promotions to the mm-hmm. All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, there's promotion. a lot of names on this card that you know may not necessarily be familiar, but you'll know the you'll know the wrestler maybe versus the name. Right. Uh, right. But before we get into that, I said we do a little bit of a background on AEW, sure. uh, where they're from and how they were come, how they who, came about. Who they are. So All Elite Wrestling uh, was founded in 2019 by the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, uh, president uh, Tony Khan. Uh, and its inception was announced by Shahid and his son Tony, which is the founder. Uh, Shahid Khan is the, uh, I'm sorry, the owner of, uh, of the Jaguars. Um, so Cody Rhodes as the and the Young Bucks are the um, quote unquote elite from Ring of Honor. Yes, right. That's that was their that was their gimmick, gimmick in, right? In Ring of Honor was the elite, right? Um, and after David Metzler, uh, famed. Wrestling journalist um, basically called out Ring of Honor and said that they couldn't sell ten thousand tickets. Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks basically said, "No, no, we'll we'll challenge you on that." And they basically came up with their own wrestling foundation, their own wrestling brand. Brand. Yeah. There we go. Better and word. And it started as uh, was called All In, right? Yeah, that, yes. was, that, was, that was the name of their independently that run was the show. First right, independent run. They show. Sold out in about thirty, 30 minutes. minutes. Yep. Yep. Um, knock on wood. <laughs> uh, so. Just showing that, that actually uh, showed that their investors were impressed that that could happen. Uh, and their very first show impressed them as well. Yep. Which uh, recently, uh, any wrestling promotion, even WWE, a lot of investors are not impressed with. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's it's a good opportunity now for, you know, and, and so I think out of out of that out of that show, um, Young Bucks and, and Cody... And you know Tony Khan, they came together and created All Elite Wrestling, where hopefully this will serve as an you know alternative to the you know to the current you know not not just WWE, but you know an alternative to New Japan Pro Wrestling, an alternative to TNA Wrestling, something different. And uh, last week it was officially announced that you know AEW, although they they haven't produced an actual you know product yet. Now we'll have a time slot on TNT every, I think, Tuesday night starting in October of next year. Conveniently, when SmackDown moves to Friday night. So now AEW has a home. It's on Turner. It's not WCW because it's not like being produced by WCW, but it's you know essentially kind of a WWE-esque. Uh, yeah, a WWE-USA type relationship where... Uh, you know, AEW will still create content, but then Water Media will essentially be distributing that content. Right. I, I, I do think that the big difference now is that you have ownership and people at the top that have at least a vested interest in wrestling. Where you know Uncle Ted didn't really care; he just opened up his checkbook and oh, he basically he, he basically gave free reign to anybody else under him who you know he thought, or at least people thought were qualified to run a wrestling organization. And if you've watched documentaries about WCW's rise and fall, and, and you know if you watch it on the WWE Network, you'll see a lot of guys, especially Ric Flair, talk about how disorganized it was and, and, and this and that. You know, Nobody knew what they were doing. History is meant to teach us about how to move forward, I suppose. So yep. one would think that 
people in AEW, the, the guys that are running the show, look at that and, and take notes. And I always mentioned Chris Jericho being an integral part of, of um, what will be going on backstage. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, right. one of the top prominent veterans, you know, a, a marquee name that's being used to sell the show. He's got his match with his second match with Kenny Omega. This time, this is, you know, the first time they're facing each other in the States. So it's going to be a huge match. We'll get right. to the card in a minute. But uh, a couple um, of other wrestlers yeah. that were signed by AEW, uh, like Jericho, uh, are uh, Hangman Page, uh, uh, Adrian Neville, uh, Christopher Daniels, um, Try to think of uh, uh, Gold Dust, but he's been go- he's going as Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, and, and just one thing, you know, I think for you know for any fans unfamiliar with like why certain wrestlers have to change their name, it's you know because WWE, WWE essentially has ownership the of yeah. of that character, so the Gold Dust character is still owned by WWE. Right. Um, so unfortunately, not every wrestler and every superstar that leaves WWE can stick with their name. I mean, and, right. Like with Neville, he's going by the name Pac, which I think was his name before he became yes. Neville in WWE. Right. Yep. Uh, also, Kazarian's on here. Um, Kazarian. Glacier. 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 Um, and the, uh, the the Young Bucks, like I said earlier. Uh, Scorpio Sky, who is, I believe, from Ring of Honor as well. Uh, Trent Beretta. Trent Beretta, who was a uh, WWE yes. guy at, at some point. Billy it's, it's, Billy Gunn's going to be in the uh, Casino Battle Royal, as well as Brian Pillman Jr. Yep, no guns. Very interesting. Um, you have uh, <laughs> a, a lot of guys. You know, and you, you know, maybe at first you think, oh, all, everyone that's upset with WWE is going to AEW. Not a ton of WWE guys. Like, not no. you know, we. Had, it, there was no mass exodus of of WWE. I mean, I think once. You know, after Saturday, let's see what happens. Right on top of uh, on top of a couple of wrestlers besides WWE wrestlers, there was also um, former backstage personnel and former on camera personnel that are, that have been signed, including Earl Hebner, yes. uh, good old Jr. That's right, Jr. is going to be commentary. Justin Roberts. Yep. Yes. Good for him. Yeah. I'm really happy for him. So th- those are a couple of uh, big names that have left prior. To the AEW being founded, yep, and AEW realized that you know maybe WWE missed the boat on this. Hundred percent, you know, and sometimes you know, we'll sign them. You know, sometimes when these guys leave, it's just more of like a you know uh, WWE maybe trying to you know steer the ship a different way. Not necessarily that, like these guys are better at their job. It's just we're gonna go with a new direction. So you you take you know what worked in other places and use it in your company. Precisely. Even one of the Spanish uh, announce table guys from WWE left. Really? Yeah. Uh, Hugo Savinovich. Oh, yeah. No. Yep. Hugo Savinovich. Yep. He was like one of the original Spanish yep. announced table, table guys with Tito Santana. Yep, exactly. Ah. Wow. Man. It stinks. Guy probably has accumulated more splinters on his lap over the years. <laughs> <laughs> All those broken tables. Uh, um, but, wow, so, that's pretty cool. And it looks like a couple of the, the, the women wrestlers are, uh, I'm not going to say divas. I'm not going to say female superstars. I'm going to say women wrestlers. That's what they are. Lady um, wrestlers, <laughs> yeah, lady wrestlers. Um, the only popular one that I'm seeing is Brandy Rhodes, aka Cody's wife. Did you just say Randy Rhodes, the guitarist from Ozzy? Ozzy's <laughs> band, maybe. Yes, Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. Uh, and she was, I believe, better known as Eden, right? That's right. Yep. Um, one other name that I noticed on there, I just happened to recognize it. Uh, Britt Baker is yep. the wife of that Adam Cole. 
So that's interesting to see if there's any kind of social media reference well, between them. <laughs> well, also, speaking of social media references between current WWE, is Adam Cole still in WWE? I haven't seen him. Adam Cole, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right? Cole. Baby. Okay. Um, so, just like that, John Moxley, quote-unquote, Dean Ambrose, um, he is supposedly signed with AEW. I, Renee I, Young is currently signed as a color commentator on WWE. Yes. I heard I how that's going to work. Yeah, though. I mean, I heard there was like some interest expressed with, uh, you know, Dean Ambrose, well, John Moxley now. So, you know, I feel like anything can happen uh, at this point. I mean, I think it'd be a nice surprise to see him maybe pop up in the battle royal that's that's going to take place. So should we take a quick look at the, at the card and do maybe a, a quick rundown and maybe some of the, uh, you know, we can make our give our takes on some of the more notable matches. matches. Yeah, sure. Um, and some of the undercard stuff we'll maybe find out about on Saturday and sure. or take then. So let's, let's take a look at, uh, I'd say, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. And did anyone catch this match from New Japan Pro Wrestling, the initial Unfortunately, Kenny no. Omega? I happened to watch it uh, because it was just such a huge talk of the town and everybody was raving about it and... Um, it was great. It was a great match. You know, you had it, what was really surprising for me was was how well Jericho worked in this match. Considering he's not a kid anymore. I mean, it's it's obvious. I mean, it's it's not a slight on him, but you know, he he's you know he's. But with that is is experience, and you know, he knew how to tell the story. He he played the heel really great. He he was really getting creepy. with he the was crowd. Creepy as yeah, hell. he really. Um, and that's one thing about Jericho that, you know, the greats always know how to reinvent themselves and keep themselves relevant in some ways. So, like, you know, he's got the face paint. He's, he comes out with the hat looking like um, King Diamond, you know, that, that King <laughs> Diamond look. So this, sh I think, should be another good one. I mean, because they had the first one to learn from. I guess they could go back and watch tape and see what else they want to do, any, you know, tricks they want to pull out of the hat. Who knows? And I'm also assuming uh, Jericho was going to come out in his uh, Sting Crow look. His Sting new, yeah, he looks like a sad clown. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's having someone like you know having this match, you know, this like marquee match, you know, that's like we know about it. You know, it's it's one of those um, you know matchups that both you know the the very smart fan that you know watches different you know wrestling programs like everyone know everyone know I think. Because of Jericho, I think everyone knows who Kenny Omega is. Yeah, you may, right. You may not know his career, uh, you know, to a T, but like we know who Kenny Omega is, and then we Google Kenny, Kenny Omega, right? And you look it up, and then yep. yeah, I would suggest if you have time to watch that, you know, Kenny Omega. It's a long match, but you know, it's it's for the U.S. Championship, I believe, from in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, it, from what I remember, it was you know it was a, a fun long match. Uh, but you know, ha having someone like Jericho now on the All Elite team, like I don't know if this would have worked if it was anybody else. But you know, that's it's the goal is to get a marquee match on the on the card, and that's a marquee match. If, yes. um, I don't know if I don't know if either of you mentioned this, but uh, the winner of that match uh, is going to face the Casino Battle Royal winner in a future AEW World Championship match. Yes, that's Ooh. right. They are. Yes. So this so. match, this this is this isn't just uh, you know, hey, you know, not a Omega Jericho right. Part Two. 
this is a match with an actual stipulation. So right off the bat, they're actually giving some. And I'm assuming it's going to be Kenny Omega. I could see that. You know, they're giving some gravity to right. this already. You know, they're right. giving they're, they're putting an incentive into the match, like giving people a reason to watch and to be curious about it, which uh, you gotta love. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna hop off of that match and start talking about the twenty twenty one man. Uh, Let's talk about royal. That battle royal. Sure. I, I like so, the fact that it's twenty one men yeah. too. Yeah. So Matt, uh, Matt marches the significance of the uh, Las Vegas. Um, Theme. Yes, takes place in this. Uh, this will be at MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Yes, that's right. Um, so they actually have named, I believe, nineteen of them, and there's still. Uh, I'm sorry, not nineteen. I'm terrible at math. Uh, I believe seventeen of them, and uh, four of them are not uh, named. They're TBA'd. Um, so there's Sunny Kiss. No idea who that is. Brandon Cutler. No idea who that is. Ace Romero. No idea who that is. Glacier. Glacier, if you don't know what that is. If you don't know what that is, look up YTMND.com. Brian Pillman Jr., Sunny Days, no idea who that is. MJF. But I I would say uh, one thing... you know, Nick, do you are you familiar with Brian Pillman Jr.? Like, have have you guys seen any of his work? Because I I mean, obviously we know we know his father, right? No. but I'm I'm just curious, you know, how he's I've I've seen him, I but I haven't I haven't seen his work. I haven't seen it either. I honestly did not really care not that I cared to remember, but I just forgot that his son was was involved in wrestling. I thought his I thought he had a daughter that was pursuing it as well, which might be the case. I don't know because I know he's got kids that, you know, are obviously grown up now. Um but it'd be interesting to see um how that plays out if he takes on his father's persona you know because that could be maybe something that he could maybe he could feud with a john moxley if john moxley comes to aew you know that'd be a pretty cool you know sort of um, program. his daughter was uh pursuing professional wrestling but unfortunately she passed away in 2009 oh wow yeah um but John, to your point, some of the names that may not be known. There is one name though that is that may not be known to people, but a former WWE. Guy. Sean Spears. Sean Spears, aka Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. I I wow. really hope he has a good showing. Yeah. It'll it'll be cool to see him again because he was always, he was always good. And who knows? This might be an opportunity for him to win, to you know kind of show off to you know. There, right. There needs to be at least one uh, you know middle finger to Vince in all this. Maybe that's there, it. That might be a couple of middle fingers here. <laughs> yeah, you know what though? Twenty one. I I, yeah. I, I I just feel like this is just me, like you know, t- taking a, a a guess at this. But you know, you could tell. I think that guys like Cody, Jericho, the Bucks, you know, they they are really excited about this. They're really happy about. Everyone that's involved is really happy about getting this off the ground. I think it's something that they've wanted to do for a long time, especially with Cody coming from his lineage and his family of coming, you know, being Dusty Rhodes' son, you know, Dusty Rhodes, him being an incredible, you know, a legend, a name of himself, you know, not just as a wrestler, but as a booker. You could say what you want about Dusty Rhodes. You know, some people say he wasn't a good booker. Some people say he was. But the fact is, you know, it's in his blood. So he's doing this. He's doing he's following in his father's footsteps. So he's got to feel great about that. I think as long as they stay focused on putting together a good show and just making wrestling fun, I think it would mean more to them. I think it's better that they focus their energy on that as opposed to just, you know, making fun of WWE every corner. No, yeah, is, I, I don't. They sh- 
it just would be, worry about themselves basically yeah. right you know? it's like uh it's it's uh it's like that expression when you break up with someone you know it's like you know the best revenge is a life well spent right so right. you know you don't want to harp on an ex you don't want to harp on they don't they shouldn't be harping on wwe I don't think they will, and I don't. I, I think they're going to move side to side, as as uh, our good friend John Broadway had mentioned yeah. when he talked to us about. If you're going to be Vince McMahon, you got you can't go up and down. You got to go side to side. That was very <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that was not a John Broadway impression. <laughs> that, that was, was a John Way, That was a John Broadway impression Imp- of Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes impression. Dusty Rhodes impression. 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 Um, so I, I I think there's also uh, Billy Gunn uh, and a few others in there. Um, as far as the TBAs, who do we think those four are going to be? I'm going to say John Moxley is one of them. I'm going to go with that one too. I th- I think he might make an appearance. I think they should save him for an episode of TNT when they get on the air. Ooh, ooh, is I mean, yeah, they already had the attention of the show. So what would be the point of bringing someone back? But you know, maybe there's you know some. Did, did any legends recently leave? Leave WWE. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't, right? Nah, they. I think the two cushy was a. There's contract. been there's been guys that have I think retired or semi-retired over the last couple of years, but they're just basically ambassadors for WWE now. I don't know. If, paid, uh, like, if you, I'm also gonna yeah. say CM Punk. CM Punk, that would be wild if he yeah. came back. Yeah, it'd be nuts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's a product that I, I think CM Punk probably enjoys more than WWE currently. <laughs> so. If he's going to get back into WWE, if he's going to get back into wrestling, I should say, um certainly I don't think he'll ever go back to WWE, no. but you know, this this is this is an area where, you know, he's he's friends with, you know, the Young Bucks and Nick and Matt Jackson and and so he's he's got a, a rapport with them. I'm sure he's got a rapport with Cody. He's because Cody was around at the same right. time he was him. So, you know, he has connections that are there already in high spots and I'm sure that if I guess the money talked right, if the price was right, who knows? I mean, but he is 40, 41 years old now. He's got you know a lot of mileage on him, a lot of injuries. He right. dropped like thirty pounds for UFC, so it's probably going to take him a while if he does decide to get back into it. He's going to have to, I think, you know, get himself ready to do it. But I mean, the schedule will be a hell of a lot lighter, I'm sure. <laughs> so maybe it could work for him. Who knows? I'm also going to say Ted DiBiase Jr. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think he's done. I think he's the last done. I heard, he was like working at a business that was like in the like selling used college textbooks or something, something like really like specific <laughs> called Legacy. Hey, people come back. Shane McMahon was uh, Shane McMahon was working for a uh, uh, an overseas TV Wait. company. Yeah. John, as, as you mentioned that, actually, I'm getting a notification on my phone. It says confirmed. This is confirmed. Uh, this is breaking news. Vince McMahon is all in. Ooh, he's he's one of the four. <laughs> I, I spelled that with Vince uh, Macman <laughs> MacDonald. <laughs> uh, okay, so maybe not Ted DiBiase. Um, but no, we'll we'll that'll be interesting to see who those four are. Yeah, before dudes, I can only name two out of four right now. So <laughs> I'm half uh, in. Let's see. So there's a there's a a ton of other matches on on the undercard. Cody versus Dustin. Uh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, that should be interesting. That that's be gonna fun. be a, that's gonna be a good one. Then if, yeah. you know, if anyone you know, young versus old, they, did they ever have Gold a match with WWE against each other? They did, but it was it was terrible. dumb, right? Yeah, yeah it was it was some, unlike you know one of those uh, 
you know, BS pay-per-views. I don't even remember them having a match against each other. Probably was that un- unmemorable. Were they in gimmick as Stardust and Goldust? Yes. They were, right? This was when, I think, Stardust turned heel on Goldust. I'm I'm glad they're getting this opportunity to do, and it's 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 great to see that like Cody is you know, and I I I had heard something that he was semi injured to some extent. I don't know, maybe it's that might that might be incorrect. Um, so don't don't go into that. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's nice to see him like give his brother also like you know because because them two are you know they are brothers, although like they're I think twenty there's like a twenty year age gap. Because of you know different mothers, but you know it's it's I like the fact that he's he's literally a brother from another mother. His debut, right? Yeah. <laughs> his, his debut pay per view, he's having a match with his brother, and I think that's finally what he wanted. You know, I think he I think he really wanted a mania match with uh, with with uh, Dustin Rhodes. And they never got it. That's what we thought was going to happen for the longest time when it they had the would, Stardust gimmick. I was like, wow, this this is makes so much sense, but. Like said, Imagine yeah. opening up a WrestleMania card with you know Goldust against Stardust. It would have been a a perfect opener for a WrestleMania. God, yeah. Yeah, or a good like in between match. Obviously, it may not be like a main event, but um, I think it's uh, I think it's great that it's going to be on this show. And Cody is is he's been you know posting you know promos online that you know this will be the the death of the Attitude Era. Which, in a lot of ways, kind of is because yeah. he's the last true Attitude Era guy. Yeah, that's still you know active. It's, yeah, that's yeah. Still mainly active. Mainly, I mean, yeah. Um, by the way, I just wanted to throw this in there: the Casino Battle Royals on the pre-show. It is. There's a pre-show actually, um, as well as a match between Kip Sabian and Sammy Guevara. Well, so okay. to tune into the pre-show. Yeah. And how long is the pre-show for? An hour. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't I'm, tell going, I'm going to assume and say yes. Couldn't tell you if I tried. Yeah. Uh, yes, I believe it starts at seven o'clock. I think the main show starts at seven. Okay. All right. But so it's like a typical WWE pay per view. Who knows? We, we the world may never. So know. it has a six hour pre show, and then twelve hours of pay per view. Oh, and the and show, the actually, okay. pre show just started. Pre show started twelve minutes ago, John. Damn. <laughs> um, so uh, there's also the. Tag team match for the AAA World Tag Team Championship between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. So I'm, I'm not too familiar. I, I mean, I, I know the Young Bucks. Not too I'm familiar gonna call, with the Lucha Brothers. I'm going to call them Discount Lucha House Party. <laughs> actually, I, well, would, I, I might call Lucha House Party Discount <laughs> Lucha Brothers. Because the Lucha Brothers, actually, there was a story going around that uh, WWE really, really wanted to sign them not too long ago. Because I believe they were coming from Lucha Underground, and when their contracts with Lucha Underground expired, um, they were hot ticket free agents, and WWE was trying to sign them. Couldn't get it done, so that's when they have Lucha House Party. Yeah, I suppose. <sighs> I suppose. I mean, they could have figured something out that if they really, you know, if if there's there's always ways around it, but um, yeah, these these two guys are supposed to be really good. And um, I think this could be, uh, I don't know, just by looking at it, I mean, Jericho and Omega, yeah, it's going to be great, but this might be a sleeper. This might be, like, close to the match of the night, I could say, just based on, you know, the I four think, guys yeah. we have in there. And do we have, what is what is our, our, our absolute main event 
for the evening. It looks like it's the Kenny Omega Chris Jericho. Match. I think so. And I, I, I think just Cody think... and Dustin. Cody and Dustin might be undercard, and then we yeah. also have SoCal Uncensored versus CIMA, T Hawk and L. T Hawk, the guy from Street Fighter. L L Lindemann. Sorry, I may have butchered <laughs> so many names just now. You you, you butchered John Sima. Um, Put them through. Uh, it's Microsoft. actually pronounced Shima if you look on Wikipedia. Shima. Yes. I, I. He is a Japanese professional wrestler currently working for Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. I think of that Michael <laughs> Scott meme. You're so white. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's supposed to be very good too, Shima. Okay. Hmm. Shima, T-Hawk, and L. Lindemann. I think SoCal Uncensored will be a Christopher Are you saying Daniels. El Lindemann, like a Jamaican? Ja- El Lindemann. Lindemann. <laughs> oh, man. Best Friends versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Dr. Britt Baker versus Kylie Ray versus Nyla, Ro- Nyla Rose. So this will be a women's match. So is that supposed to be like hmm. Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch versus... Uh... Who knows? I think we have... A, I think there's more than one... Um, more than one women's match on this card. But I'm sure they will all be entertaining from the bottom of the card to the very top of the card. I'm looking forward to checking it out. As I, we all are. I on, can't wait. On Saturday. Yep. Um, um, in other news, um, yep. I, you guys probably read this, uh, former Diva um, Diva Search contestant and winner Ashley Massaro passed away this week. She was uh, 37, I believe. 39. 39. Yeah. Still way too young. Yeah. Unfortunate. You know, I'm not too sure. I believe it was... It was uh, deemed a suicide. It was deemed suicide. And, Remember, if you uh, ever have any feelings of uh, of suicide, you know, always... There's people there that will help. Um, talk to someone. Talk to someone. Uh, but that's... I remember her being a part of, like, the... You know, I think she was around, like, 05, 06, 07, around, like, that ruthless aggression. Yeah, mid the, to late 2000s. Mid to late 2000s. She was always fun. She was, you know... Super, um, you know, su- super entertaining, energetic. I mean, yeah, she was a part of like that crew of, you know, I think it was like the later Tori Wilson. Like she was a part of like that. the Eve Torres and yes, and, yeah. and Kelly yes. Kelly. Yeah, you know what? Uh, she she was a member of Vince's Devils. Vince's right, Devils. right. Oh, yeah. This is uh, Candice Michelle and Tori Wilson, I believe. No, that's a lie. Uh, that was uh, Can- yeah, Candice Michelle, Tori Wilson, and Victoria. Yeah, you know what? It's. That's a that's a time where it's very interesting how you know in the last couple of years women's wrestling has reached an incredible level of prominence and rightfully so it it should have been there a long time ago, but that was an era. It's interesting how at the time the women's wrestling element of the show it wasn't given anywhere near as much respect and and value I think as it does now. But you can't discount. The fact that at that time, there were women that all were just doing their part and doing as best as they can to go out there and, and entertain for the crowd and put on a really good show. And she was one of those people. And 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 um, she didn't have a very long career, unfortunately. You know, there you know it was probably a multitude of reasons why. We're not going to get into that. You know, you could all spend your time looking into that on your own, but. Um, a life was lost. Very sad. Very sad for her family and her friends. And I know a lot of other WWE superstars tweeted and you know expressed their condolences over the last couple of days. So, very sad. Very sad news. But you know, just hoping for the best and for everybody moving forward. Um, and, and also another quick note: uh, Ric Flair was in the hospitalized last week. Um, TMZ 
uh, reported that it was a he was rushed to the hospital. Uh, people got turns scared, out, and yeah, it turns out it was a, it was actually just a normal procedure. It, it was, was a surgery. A, I think yeah. he had to go in for a little bit faster than he had planned. I suppose. I don't know. I think that's something yeah. going on with that. So uh, you know, just uh, our prayers out to the family over there for a good healing process. Uh, looks like he's already on the way home and doing better. And he has to get back to the ring, man. That's, yeah. that's what I'm hoping for. One more match. One more match. <laughs> AEW. <laughs> um, maybe he's one of the guys in the uh, 21 Battle Royale. Maybe. He might win it. But Well, on that note, uh, on that note. guys, uh, as always, please, please, please go on iTunes and uh, rate us and comment on our uh, show. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, share us on Facebook and all forms of social media. Like us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, share us there, too. Um, check out Andrew's Dank Memes. I'm going to keep using that. We're going to keep using that joke because we dank can't come and think about it. Dank Memes. Um, I'm going to make another one, too. And also, don't forget to uh, watch AEW. Support them. Yes. You can uh, find it on BR Live. A.K.A. Uh, Bleacher Report Live. Bleacher Report Live. Um, you can also find it cross pay-per-view. At the end of the day, we're wrestling fans, so anything that comes our way that we feel excited about, we want to follow it, and we want you all to uh, join us for the ride and, and give us your thoughts and your comments about things. And, of course, as John says, we're always open to hearing feedback about what you think about not just the show but what's going on. So I didn't say that, but okay, yes, I'll say that. Well, I said it for uh, you. I'm your lawyer <laughs> for tonight. Um, reach out to us on Gmail, podcast at gmail.com. Facebook, Empty Arena Podcast, Instagram, Empty Arena Podcast, Twitter, Empty Arena Show. And on that note, good fight. Good night. Later. This has been an Awesome Studios production.